Hello and welcome to the first ever interview in Venture Poland podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and my goal is to promote Poland and new technologies that are being developed in my country. In the podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, executives, managers and engineers to share some of their best insights and technology expertise. Today, I would like to invite you to listen to my interview with Bartosz Kunka, who is the inventor of CI, a device that helps people who are affected by severe health problems like traumatic brain injury, stroke or hypoxia. And as a result, they are not able to communicate with doctors, their relatives or even express their emotions. In the interview, we will discuss how the device works, how Bartosz came up with this idea and how difficult it is to actually introduce CI to the market or people who need it the most. I hope you will learn a lot today. I surely did when I recorded this interview. Experience, comment, share and enjoy. I already spoke about the profile of the company. It's very interesting to see that there are innovative technologies here in Poland and it's very interesting for me to be here today. I spoke about the company, I spoke about the product. I didn't really mention what's your background, Bartosz. Please tell us a bit more about uh, you and why you're here right now. Yeah, okay, so uh, my adventure associated with uh, this project uh, has started uh, at the Gdańsk University of Technology where I uh, I was engaged in a research project related to development of uh, communication interfaces, among others uh, our own eye-tracking uh, system, dedicated especially for educational special needs, for therapists, for feminist members. And at the Gdańsk University of Technology, we tested application of eye-tracking in cooperation with patients who are damaged in cognitive perspective. So uh, adults uh, after severe brain injuries, like traumatic brain injuries, like strokes, uh, like hypoxia, patients after coma, they couldn't express themselves without the technology. And uh, we used eye tracking and our system to help them. And uh, first of all, to assess what is the state of consciousness what they understand, what uh, if they know, uh, what is around them, etc. Based on our experience and uh, due to uh, the great interests uh, of this technology, of this uh, research project that was started at the university, me and my business partner, uh, Robert, uh, uh, decided to set up... Uh, our own startup and uh, decided to commercialize this technology, this uh, product more adopted for patients and to expand this, uh, these solutions for, uh, for the market. So uh, yes, we have the research background uh, also uh, approved by uh, real interests from, uh, from, from the market. 
let's jump into something really difficult. How does it feel to save lives? Because this is what you ultimately do, in my opinion. Yeah, it's quite a difficult question, but uh, it's very amazing experience uh, because uh, it's something like uh, paranormal or magic because you do very simple things on your desk every day. It's not uh, rocket science. I mean about, you know, the everyday development of the product. And uh, this simple task realization uh, makes something uh, special, something important for other people. So, uh, yeah, you, you think that you, you, you do uh, nothing extraordinary when you are thinking in the short-term perspective because every day your tasks seem to be very simple. But the final product could uh, help people, could improve their quality of life, but also could save their lives in a real sense. So, uh, yeah, it's amazing, very extraordinary, but in the same time, a very simple experience. But I need to say that uh, all information about uh, better state of our patients, about improvements in the rehabilitation process, or about uh, saving the lives of patients are very good and are very motivating for me personally, but also for all my team. So when it comes to your team then, I think they should really feel proud that they're part of this project, that they're part of the team who builds um, CI. Do you ever feel that you have to motivate them a bit more? Do you have to, do you have to talk to them about what is the purpose of the whole uh, product because it, it seems to me like you um, well as a manager you've got this great advantage that there is a vision here to actually help people yes yes it's <laughs> it's uh, a little bit funny but uh, during our uh, recruitment process uh, when we uh, talk with the candidates uh, for our employees very often or in each case uh, I ask the candidates, if they are ready to change the world with us, if they are ready to, to be a part of prestigious, a very innovative technological company. Yeah? So people from the beginning, they know that uh, uh, they are part of something special, but uh, during their work, I sent uh, to all members of my team Team, uh, sent also some uh, you know some news some information from different media like Facebook like um, different television stations the links to the stories of our patients whose life was changed or uh, enhanced uh, because of our system and uh, these real cases are also very uh, very important for them and they also are uh, much more convinced that their everyday uh, work is uh, not so simple like it seems at the first look but that their work is uh, very important for other people and uh, also can change uh, the world to be the better place. That's great. Let's talk about your patients then, your customers, people who actually use the product, 
I wrote down this question because I'm, I'm really curious on my own. What are the first words or messages that people communicate when they were forced to remain silent for many years or long time after an accident or maybe after they, they got enclosed in their body, let's say? What is it that they communicate with their relatives, with the doctors? What is it that they say? Yeah, so uh, uh, these um, expressions are, uh, of course, related to the state of uh, the patients. Uh, but generally, I can say that our patients, the meaning of first uh, words of our patients is that they ask the relatives, they ask uh, the therapist for normal simple things that are used by healthy people like us yes so for example they first of all they don't want to be treated like children because uh, when adult patient is experienced by uh, some you know uh, disability and is uh, physically disabled all people treat these adults like uh, a child so for them when when their uh, consciousness level is high and uh, understanding is uh, practically normal it's very frustrating for them because uh, you know very often they were uh, serious people in the society yeah? they have their own families uh, they have uh, wives, husbands, uh, they have children. And uh, right now, after the accident, uh, people around them treat them like children. So, so it's very, very frustrating for them. So uh, the first words is, please don't treat me like a child. Uh, next things are also very simple. They ask for a cola. And now they would like to, you know, just taste it. Or, for example, they can also ask for new clothes. Yeah, It's very important, especially for uh, women. The lack of new clothes is also very frustrating. They would uh, like to feel, uh, they would like to feel uh, as normal as it is possible. Very often they accepted their state, their actual state. Uh, and what is also very, uh, very important, I think, uh, because some people who, who read this interview or who hear this interview could expect this question. Until now, nobody asked for euthanasia or death. So uh, our patients, despite of uh, such difficult situation in their life, want to live. They don't want to, to die. But generally, the first words are uh, concentrated on very simple uh, things from our normal activities. Maybe let's move to the technology a bit more. Tell us actually how it works, because you've already mentioned that CI, it, it uses an eye tracker. Could you just briefly explain what it is and how it works? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, the eye tracker that is included in our system is an infrared camera. And this camera tracks the user's eyeballs movements. Yes? So when normally the user is sitting in front of the device, in front of the screen, uh, the user or the patient, he or she is able to 
control the mouse cursor just by their gaze. Yeah, so uh, it's possible to uh, to controlling uh, the computer by eye movements, changing the gaze direction. And uh, yeah, we used this technology and adopted it for medical applications, for special and professional application uh, concerned on uh, diagnosis, uh, on therapy, cognitive therapy, I mean about the neurorehabilitation and uh, also the special uh, alternative communication uh, between uh, medical staff, family members, caregivers and the patients using our system. So this technology, of course, uh, is uh, well known uh, over the world for over 20 years, but, uh, but at this moment our focus uh, using the eye tracking for medical applications allows us to analyze what is the visual activity of the patient and uh, then we also use it to give our patients the feeling that they can do something by themselves. Yeah? So they, they feel uh, that they can uh, do something, they don't need uh, anybody else to express something and they can decide about specific things by themselves. So um, it seems like it's just another example of using something which was already invented some time ago but using it in a very innovative way and obviously the technology you've got is, is very user-friendly, it's very well prepared for medical applications, it's very well prepared to be installed in hospitals or in therapists' offices. When it comes to future of your technology, is there any possibility that it's going to be just embedded in our portable devices? Do you feel that it is a technology that can actually expand to other uh, applications as well, not only medical applications? Yeah, I think that trends that we can observe mean that in the nearest future, uh, eye tracking technology will be available also for ordinary users. So also at this moment, uh, huge uh, companies uh, conduct uh, their own research on eye tracking integration with terminals for everyday use. But uh, I think that uh, also because of uh, some limitations of this technology, it, uh, it wouldn't be treated as an uh, alternative for, for example, touchscreen. So eye tracking will be a very interesting and I think also very useful feature, but I think that it's very difficult to exchange current interfaces of communication with devices uh, by eye tracking. But still, even though eye tracking will be much more available, for uh, the society, for, for each of us, still our know-how, our, our uh, knowledge, how to use um, the communication between patients and uh, our devices using visual channel and using eye-tracking technology 
uh, will be needed. So, uh, to be honest, I am not aware of our future in, in this uh, context. I think that uh, uh, popularization of eye tracking technology in the world is um, necessary. And that's why uh, our know-how, the knowledge uh, and experience in these areas will be, will be uh, needed. So it seems like it's not just about the technology, but it's also about how we actually use it and how we teach how to use it. So if other people can use it well, then they can support their relatives, then they can support their patients in hospitals. Um, what about artificial intelligence? Until now, uh, we don't use artificial intelligence in our solution. But, of course, in the future, um, I think that it will be reasonable to use also such uh, technological um, solutions in our system. Because, for example, uh, when the network of the customers of the medical centers, hospitals that use our system will grow and uh, the number of our uh, uh, customers will be um, much higher, we also plan to connect the devices with uh, our central server and also analyze some data just for statistical uh, analysis. And we plan to also use the knowledge from uh, processing the data. So when the data that will be recorded in the databases of the uh, our devices will be much bigger, uh, then we will need also artificial intelligence to analyze the data and in a smart way make some decisions or to uh, make some uh, conclusions. I think here about finding specific features for uh, some uh, group of our patients. For example, after traumatic brain injuries, yeah, it's just a, just a simple example, but uh, much more interesting information could be uh, regained from this data uh, using smart analysis and uh, artificial intelligence. So I think that uh, when we use artificial intelligence, it will be to find some new knowledge based on big data analysis. Could you roughly tell us how many people have you helped already? Is it thousands or hundreds? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a not so simple question because we have many systems, many units in the medical centers, in the therapeutic rooms, at hospitals and in such places many patients have occasion to work with the CI. So... Uh, until now, we, we don't have access uh, to, to, to this uh, information. But I think that a uh, realistic uh, amount of people that we helped until now will be uh, something about uh, 1,000. What about using your knowledge and your technology in other applications? I understand that as a company, you have to have your focus and you have to do your best with your own market, with your own segments of uh, clients. But what about R&D or business development 
in a way that you could potentially use your technology for other purposes. Do you consider this? Yeah, in some sense, uh, of course, we considered uh, such possibilities. But as I said uh, previously, eye tracking technology is uh, well known. That's why we decided to not uh, compete and we decided to focus on, uh, on the niche or another niches in some way. Uh, connected with uh, our solution. So based on our observations, uh, we decided to also develop other products also based on eye tracking technology, uh, but uh, for uh, the target groups that are much closer to our uh, focus. So I mean that uh, we started the business and development the product, especially for neurological patients, I mean uh, the patients after severe brain injuries, after coma and so on. Uh, and uh, now uh, our offer is uh, much uh, wider. So we also uh, adopted the technology for children with uh, developmental disorders, with intellectual deficits. And uh, that's why we also, at this moment, uh, develop IFIL dedicated for this target group, so for children with intellectual disabilities. And uh, currently, we also just finished uh, development of another product, the MediContact, which is dedicated for ICU units, for post-surgical operations at hospitals uh, for communication between uh, medical staff and patients. So uh, it's a very similar product to CI, but it's not the CI. And uh, that product was developed uh, in cooperation with our uh, consultants and uh, supervisors from the medical University in Gdańsk. So uh, we are looking for uh, different uh, areas, different uh, possibilities to adopt our technology uh, within the medical applications. That's great. You constantly interact with bodies like medical universities. It seems quite obvious that you get feedback from them and based on that you can actually improve your solutions, you can actually improve the product, which then means that you will improve lives of other people. Let's make a step into the last part of the interview. I'm really interested, what would you say for people who, maybe like you, a few years back, they're still working within R&D department at university, maybe they work in a lab, I don't know, but they've, they've got this vision, they've got this provisional product, maybe they've, they've got understanding of technology. What was the triggering point for you to actually go and do the final product? Okay, so first of all, for me personally, the uh, most important moment uh, in, in my uh, job career uh, was uh, that uh, I realized that working at the university, it's uh, not my dream. I thought about, you know, uh, to have some impact on uh, other people. On I, I wanted to have an occasion to solve the real problems of other people. 
uh, and not to be closed in some uh, covert safe place. And uh, the university, of course, is a very interesting place uh, to uh, develop yourself to be a better uh, human in some uh, areas. But also you need to, to write some research papers, uh, you need to do some uh, activities uh, that are not so important from, from my perspective. Yeah? Because you uh, make some research publications, you have some research papers, but to be honest, nobody waits for it. And this level of operation and uh, solving problems uh, for me was too much uh, idealistic, too much uh, virtual. So uh, I thought about it and uh, I also imagined myself in the future. I, I didn't want to be the senior lecturer at the university. And um, I decided to, to have a real impact on other people. And also other moment and very important uh, trigger point for, for my decision was that uh, the research project, the, the results of our research project uh, were needed by the market. And uh, the relatives of the patients started uh, to call the university and ask me and uh, they wanted to, to buy our prototype of the research project. Yeah? And uh, I was uh, not able to sell it to them. That's quite an obvious reason when someone calls you and, and yeah. there is no product, but there is a need. It's yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So we, we uh, developed, we created something uh, special, something uh, attractive for people and showed it uh, on television. Uh, look, we have the uh, life-saving uh, tool for your patients. Yeah? And now you cannot buy it. We did it, uh, we are proud of it, but uh, no, 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 you can't buy it. It's just for us. Yeah? So it was, uh, for me, it was so much frustrating that uh, I decided that it's the best moment in my uh, job career to, to change something. Yeah? That's why I, I decided to leave uh, the university and... Uh, start the new adventure uh, with the business and commercialization of the research uh, project. I, I can uh, recommend uh, to other young people to think about uh, their uh, nearest and also uh, the farther uh, future and uh, to think about their position in this situation. And uh, if, if you really want to be at uh, this place and if you really want to do these things what uh, you are doing now uh, also in the future uh, because if you have some doubts and uh, if you don't uh, feel that uh, you realize uh, your dreams and if you don't uh, do it uh, something special uh, what gives you the power and traction for your everyday functioning, everyday operation. So you should change something. I am convinced that uh, the answer on these uh, questions is uh, included uh, in your mind. 
because young people know or feel what could be interesting uh, for them. Don't be afraid. Uh, be brave uh, and think optimistically. Everything is possible, not only in the USA, China or Israel, but also in Poland. Uh, it's possible to realize your dreams and uh, to be yourself. Are there any difficulties when you think about running a business in healthcare environment? I think that could be potentially one of the major difficulties looking from your perspective. Yeah, of course. Uh, unfortunately, there are some uh, yeah, serious uh, barriers, especially from physicians, from doctors' uh, environment, because uh, unfortunately, very often physicians have much work every day and uh, they, they know their tools, their methods of working, uh, the methods of treating patients and uh, they uh, don't feel the need to learn uh, new technologies about new devices. So uh, unfortunately the physicians, uh, the doctors environment very often is quite uh, closed for innovative technological solutions. Fortunately, there are some people, of course, who are uh, open-minded and they uh, cooperate with us. Another uh, difficulty is in uh, public uh, healthcare in Poland. Of course, it's possible to to buy our devices, but the system uh, requires much more funds from the government. Fortunately, of course, we have uh, also well-engaged people and doctors who are able to find funds from some uh, foundations or from some uh, sponsors. And uh, we have also the private sector of healthcare and uh, here the situation is uh, quite different because private medical centers are very often are open uh, for uh, innovations they want to, to buy it because uh, they want to have some uh, additional value, additional attractions in comparison to other centers. So it seems like it's innovation, but it's also education. Because when you've got the technology ready, the market may not understand that the technology is available. Yeah. So you do probably quite a lot of courses or maybe you travel around the country to showcase your technology? Of course, uh, it's uh, still continuous work to stimulate uh, the market. Uh, yeah, Abroad, uh, the situation with innovative technological solutions in healthcare is uh, also uh, difficult, but the situation is different. Abroad, uh, the money uh, generally uh, is not a problem, but the problems are related with a need to have a special certificates on a specific uh, market. So, for example, when we would like to sell our uh, device in Germany, we need to be registered in uh, the special assistive devices catalog recommended by German Krankenkasse for refunding it. 
uh, without it, uh, it's uh, practically impossible to sell it. When we would like to go to the UK, uh, we we also should be registered or approved by some local institutions. In the USA, we need the FDA. Uh, so it's uh, you know quite expensive and of course time-consuming operation. So each country has each own difficulties, unfortunately, and that's why uh, yeah making uh, such innovative technological uh, products uh, is very uh, attractive, motivating for us. But uh, at the same time, it's very hard work and time-consuming work to yeah, fulfill all requirements at uh, each local uh, market. Bartosz, congratulations. It's been great to speak to you. It's been great to hear about what you and your team do. Um, I'm really proud of the company. I'm really proud of your achievements so far. Thank you very much for the interview. I hope you have enjoyed the interview. What Assistic's team accomplished so far is great. I really think that they deserve more attention. I really think that they deserve a possibility to be able to share their invention with the world. There are so many people out there who need it. There are so many people who are in certain health conditions that basically limit their life functions down to zero. And with this device, thanks to CI, they can actually start one more time. They can start over again and they can come back to the society. So I would be really grateful if you could leave a comment and share this interview with your friends and colleagues. It would really mean a lot to me and I'm sure that it would really mean a lot to all the patients who need this kind of help. Thank you very much. Until next time.